Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Dave Cohen in for Newell Norman on this Lundy Gras 2024. Happy day before Fat Tuesday. Fat Monday. So much going on today to celebrate. For many people, it is a day to catch your breath, get a little rest, and catch up before we just go all non-stop through tonight and tomorrow. So looking for something to do today? I really, really recommend heading down to the riverfront. I love the riverfront on Lundy Gras, Zulu and Waldenburg Park with three music stages, the Jazz Fest-style food booths, the arts and crafts, and all of that wonderfulness going on there. And then right on the other side of the ferry landing over at Spanish Plaza this afternoon, they have a uh, stage there where Rex will arrive uh, around 5 o'clock this evening. Before then, they have bands playing music and people partying and enjoying themselves. And then Rex and Zulu gather together on that stage at Spanish Plaza before then Rex delivers his proclamation, including calling for revelry to rule both day and night for 24 hours, followed by fireworks over the Mississippi River. A really great time if you've never had the opportunity opportunity to do that. Today we're going to talk with Jeff Nowak, our WWL Saints sideline reporter, about the Super Bowl coming here next year. How did the Super Bowl go in Las Vegas? We'll talk about the game. We'll talk about the halftime. We'll talk about the commercials. We've got Teapot from our sister station, B97, in here to help us talk about the halftime. Next hour... We're going to have some Rex officials join us to talk about Rex's proclamation this evening at Spanish Plaza and the big parade tomorrow. And then in the 12 o'clock hour, Arthur Hardy. Anything you want to talk about is fair game on this Lundy Gras, 504-260-1870 on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line. I'll throw this out there just as a starter. Should today be a national holiday? Not because it's Lundy Gras, but because it's the day after the Super Bowl. So many people stay up late. So many people drink a whole lot and eat a whole lot. whole lot of food and alcohol hangovers going on today. And it's a national event to watch the Super Bowl. Should it be a national holiday? Folks have already texted us suggesting it should be or that the Super Bowl uh, should always be followed by President's Day the next day so that it is a national holiday. Or should they move the Super Bowl to Saturday so that you have a Sunday afterwards to recuperate? 504-260-1870, the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line. Our St. Sideline reporter, Jeff Nowak, joins us now on the live line. Hey, Jeff, how you doing? 
I'm good, Dave. How are you? I, I you know, it's funny in New Orleans. I don't think we need the holiday because everyone's off for four days anyway <laughs> but yeah i actually but, like that i think they should play it on a saturday they have a week and a half off anyway right yeah why not and it doesn't always coincide with lundi gras and mardi gras so right, right, in right. fact thank goodness next year it does not uh mardi gras is not till march next year but we have the super bowl on february 9th right here in new orleans yeah we do you know I, i'm excited for that i, I i've been waiting for you know these these renovations have been going on for so long at the superdome that you've kind of lost perspective on the fact that you know, we're going to walk into that building next year and it's going to be done and it's going to look like a palace. Uh, and, you know, it's going to be very cool to kind of walk around that building and see all the changes. You've already kind of seen them in process. Like you've seen them on one side of the building and then the other side is under construction. That, that building is going to look really really nice when it's all done so that's what i'm excited about next year for sure it really is amazing how the superdome has been able to over and over again recreate remodel and keep up with the other modern stadiums in the national football league most of the super bowls now are awarded to cities that build new stadiums well they've been able to keep the superdome new by remodeling it multiple times and the latest now going to be done for next season so that is exciting uh because people do have a love of fair with the Superdome here in New Orleans. Oh yeah, I mean you look at you look at you know Atlanta. They got a Super Bowl after they knocked down the Georgia Dome and built Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And yeah, we we uh, there's no way you would never even consider knocking down the Superdome. It's not even even worth talking about. So you do have to figure out a way. And you know I, I give them a lot of credit. That has not been an easy process trying to navigate multiple football seasons as they are gutting parts of that stadium and figuring out how to get people in and out. I know it's been a challenge, but they've stayed on schedule, which is kind of remarkable considering it all went through COVID and everything. Uh, Yeah, it's, it's been a whole thing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the last time there was any serious discussion of building a new stadium, uh, I know that the Saints had proposed it at one point, and then Governor Kathleen Blanco wanted to build a riverfront stadium, but yep. neither of those com- conversations ever went very far because people love the Superdome. So, yeah, and they've for been good able, reason, right? Yeah, they've been and they've been able to modernize it repeatedly and keep the NFL happy and keep bringing Super Bowls here. Speaking of the Super Bowl, did you enjoy the game last night? I did. You know, it, it was nice that it was low scoring. Obviously, there was some really interesting subplots. You know, obviously Kyle Shanahan, he was the offensive coordinator for the Falcons <laughs> in the twenty-eight to three game, and I always like <laughs> giving Falcons fans a hard time. And so, the really amazing thing that happened in that game is you saw that muff punt by the Forty ers So it was the third time that a Kyle Shanahan team has blown a ten-point lead in the Super Bowl. He did it in twenty nineteen against the Chiefs too, and in that game they muffed a punt. The player who muffed it was number 28, and the player who didn't fall on it was number three. So <laughs> if you are a believer in, you know, whatever, some, whatever black magic it takes to, to continue to curse Kyle Shanahan with those numbers, like it's like a Jim Carrey movie that it feels like, uh, you know, it, it's there. But, no, it was a really fun game. Pat Mahomes is just, you know, he's the type of guy that you, you give him a chance at the end of the game and you're just like, no, nah, we're done. We don't have – it's not happening. The second the 49ers kicked the field goal in overtime uh, to give them a chance, is like, yep, this is, uh, this is how it's going to end. And, and that's what happened. And, you know, it, it, he, he's got this legacy building. It's crazy that we went straight from the Tom Brady era of every year he's winning Super Bowls to now we're straight to the Pat Mahomes era. The dude has never even – he has never – finished the season shy of the AFC championship game. And the only one he lost was to Joe Burrow at home. Uh, you know, so it's just, yeah, we're, we're, we're also in that kind of early, like we're where the Seahawks were when they drafted Russell Wilson and they had him on a, on a rookie contract. 
the 49ers are there right now with Brock Purdy. And there's that window that you can win in when you have the quarterback you're paying in Q-tips and pocket lint, and you can build a roster around him, but you got to win, you know, and, and the, the 49ers just missed two years in a row. They feel like they could have won. And, you know, that's like the whole Dan Campbell thing where it's like, it just gets harder and harder every year to get back. And uh, yeah, I'm sure there's not, there's a lot of dissatisfaction going on in 49ers land right now. Yeah, It really is amazing when you look at Pat Mahomes record, the fact that every single year since he's been a starting quarterback, he at least gets to the AFC championship, if not the Super Bowl and wins it. So it's like, wow, Uh, he may not be the goat right now, but man, if he continues like this, there's no doubt he could be. Oh, no question. I mean, He's he he is a, earlier in this pace than Tom Brady was when he kind of got to this point where it was Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. It's the first time since Tom Brady and the Patriots back in 0304 that a team has won back-to-back Super Bowls, which is kind of amazing on its own. And and yeah, I mean, and the, the amazing thing about the Chiefs is they just keep doing it with different players. I would argue that this was the worst Chiefs team that they've had since he's been the starting quarterback and they went and won a Super Bowl. You know, you had Tyreek Hill. You, he was doing all those crazy things. You ship him out. Everyone's like, oh, that's, that's going to be it. That's the death knell for the Chiefs. Nope. You know, he's, had, he's played through high ankle sprains. I know he had a knee injury one season, came back. It's, it's remarkable what he's been able to do. Uh, and, uh, you know, it just, it's, it's one of those things that you look at it and you're just like, you're just fortunate to be able to watch it, right? Like, this is, it's amazing. And you only see, you know, it's one guy, it seems like, in the NFL at any given time can be that that dominant and uh and it's him right now yeah been to the super bowl four times won it three times and uh the only other losses he has in the postseason are in two afc championships so wow yeah uh we really are watching one of the greatest ever at least to this point in his career and uh frightening because he's a young man and there's a whole lot of football left in him if he wants that to continue so uh you know i I kind of felt like the beginning of the game both teams were like an engine that wouldn't get started it was like you're trying to crank it and and you just couldn't get it to turn over i was kind of disappointed in the first half but man the second half and the overtime sure delivered yeah well it was the fumbles right it was the it was the mistakes that really stood out christian mccaffrey fumbled on the opening possession i think it was isaiah pacheco who fumbled after the chiefs got down into into the red zone there and and that's where i think at the end of the day that's where the 49ers really needed to put their foot on you know, the Chiefs' neck and not let them up. And they weren't able to do that, right? They got up 10 nothing, and then they just weren't ever to really able to build on that. I think it was 10-3 at halftime, and the Chiefs got the ball coming out of halftime. And, yeah, I mean, you, you really needed to build a bigger lead. And, and even then, I don't know if it would have been safe. But yeah, it's, it's like if you get into, into the fourth quarter and you're giving, that, you're giving the Chiefs a chance to get the ball with a chance to go win the game, uh, it's <laughs> you're asking for you're asking for trouble, but you know and we're now at the point where every other team is like, okay, it's it's a new season. How do we get there? And you know the easy the easy recipe is to say, well, we need a Pat Mahomes. Well, there's only one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, they don't make those. <laughs> you just go buy one off the shelf. Well, right. And I've seen some people saying like, well, every other team in the NFL needs to tank and rebuild until they find one of these legendary guys. And I would say, how did the Chiefs get Pat Mahomes? They didn't rebuild. They had Alex Smith, and they drafted him at number 10 overall, I think. And then they, they went that way. The, the Patriots didn't rebuild and find Tom Brady. The 49ers didn't rebuild and find Brock Purdy. It's just you got to be able to have a roster that can win and then add a quarterback and develop a quarterback. And that's the key, in my opinion, is a lot of these teams think, 
we're going to go up to the top of the draft, we're going to draft a quarterback, and he's going to be our savior. And then you look at the teams that win every year, and it's like, what did they do? Oh, they drafted a quarterback and developed that guy, and then he showed up and played well. Uh, and that's to me, that's the biggest difference. I look at the team like the Packers. They didn't start Jordan Love right away, and even Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, how did you get those guys? You didn't yeah, There are very you few exceptions. You guy and developed them, and I think yeah. that's what teams need to do, but everyone wants that shortcut. You talked about Joe Burrow. He's an exception to that rule. But, uh, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but there there are very few exceptions. Usually it is not a guy comes right out of the college game and suddenly is winning Super Bowls in the NFL. Yeah, and if you want to say, hey, we'll, we'll have the number one pick and draft the best quarterback, sure, that's an interesting strategy, but uh, <laughs> it's a lot harder to do than you, than you think, especially if you're trying to keep your job. Yeah, and, you know, looking at the odds, of course, right after the Super Bowl was over, Vegas posted the odds for next year's Super Bowl. So you can go bet right now on who's going to win the Super Bowl in New Orleans on February 9th, 2025. And there's only one team that has worse odds than the Saints, and that's the Carolina Panthers. Hmm. Great. I mean, the Saints are in a pack of teams that uh, are kind of bunched up there at the bottom with the worst odds uh, to win next year's Super Bowl. But it is time to start thinking about that, looking at that, uh, talking about what the Saints need to do this offseason and in the draft and through free agency to get to a point where they can compete. And the good news is they're still in the NFC South, which is going to always offer an opportunity with no dominant teams right now to get to the playoffs. Yeah, that's the only reason I would disagree with those odds to some extent is because every team in the NFC South has a very easy path to the postseason if they can get their stuff together and win 10 games, right? Like, if you won nine games this year, you had a chance to win the NFC South. And anytime you don't have a dominant team in your division, your chance of being the Giants, right, of being a team that gets hot at the right time, heck, I think the Saints got hot at the right time this year. They just didn't get in. I think if they get in the postseason, they beat the Eagles. They have a chance to go do something in Detroit against a team they've played and feel like they understand pretty well. Um, and so, like, that's that's kind of how it works, right? Like, this is one of the rare years that you didn't see a team get hot and make a run the way that, that a, lot of these, a lot of these Super Bowls can get, get going, right? Um, but, no, I, I think the Saints, you know, they're in an interesting situation. They're, they're rebuilding their offense. The, the, I expect to see the news that Clint Kubiak has been officially hired if not today, then at some point this week, right? Uh, because he was the pass game specialist for the 49ers, so you weren't able to finalize that deal until after the Super Bowl since he was still coaching in it. Um, but that's going to be the big question for the Saints is can you install a new offense and can it work for Derek Carr and can these playmakers keep progressing to Chris Olave, Kendra Miller, Rashid Shahid, A.T. Perry, guys like that? Can you, can you find the right pieces? Can Trevor Penning find a way on the offensive line? And if you get enough of those answers – and you can be a consistent competitive team from week one the way you weren't able to be this year, uh, then you got a shot, you know, then, uh, and, and you can have that kind of added incentive of being like, Hey, if we get there, we get to stay home. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm not, yeah, I, I'm, I'm anxious to see how some of these moves uh, work out, particularly on the offensive coaching staff. Interestingly, Wikipedia already lists Clint Kubiak as the offensive coordinator of the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can post anything to Wikipedia, but it's already there. So when we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit more about Kubiak and what he'll have to do to get this offense to a point where they can compete for postseason play, where they can hope 
to get to or maybe win the Super Bowl right here in New Orleans? And is the defense going to be as good next year? We'll talk more about the Saints' offensive and defensive changes that may be coming and what the Saints might want to do in the draft and free agency when we get back with Jeff Nowak, our WWL Saints sideline reporter. You can join the conversation at 504-260-1870. You got any questions for Jeff? Any observations you want to share with us? Text us or call us, 504-260-1870, the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line on this Lundi Gras 2024. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 1028 in for Newell Norman on this Lundi Gras 2024. Hope you're getting a chance to enjoy yourself on this fantastic day before Fat Tuesday. Did you enjoy the Super Bowl? Man, the second half and overtime to me were just great. Enjoyed that. The halftime show, uh, enjoyed the end of it. And we'll talk a little bit about the commercials coming up as well. Jeff Nowak, our WWL Saint sideline reporter, is with us this morning here on the Newell Norman Show. And we were talking a little bit about Clint Kubiak, who we expect, you said, today or tomorrow to be announced as the Saints offensive coordinator now that he's done with the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, it's tough because they don't have to do anything at any on any particular timeline. They might want to wait until after Fat Tuesday, considering, uh, I don't know, it's kind of a busy time. So <laughs> yeah, might get really, lost there's in no the rush. It's, the, the deal is basically done, and you're kind of just figuring it out. But either way, the, the next step is going to be, okay, you got seven more staff positions to fill on the offense, right? We already have heard names. Andrew Janoco has been reported as going to be the quarterback's coach. John Benton, it sounds like, is going to be the offensive line coach. Then you got to find a running back's coach, a wide receiver's coach, uh, some offensive assistants up and down the line. The DJ Williams is the quarterback's coach over in Atlanta now. Kevin Carberry was his assistant offensive line coach, is now going to be the offensive line coach with the Bucks. 
So building that staff is the first step. And then you got to get to, okay, what's this offense going to look like? Now, the question I have is, so obviously the Kyle Shanahan scheme is, is, the, is the, hot na- the hot thing, you know, and for good reason. It works. It's very effective. It's creative. You see a lot of interesting motions. You see a lot of misdirection. Uh, and, and so how much of his offense is going to be that versus how much of the influence is going to come from his days with the Vikings? Well, they didn't do quite as much of that, but he worked with Kirk Cousins, who's very similar to Derek Carr. Andrew Janoko was the quarterback's coach for that team in 2021. So that's going to be my question is how much of the influence is going to be 49ers with all that orbit motion and, and all that stuff. And then how much of it is going to be, okay, what did the 40, what did the Vikings do with Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins that year? So those are, those are the big questions. And, th- and then you got to see, okay, how does this work for Derek Carr? How does this work for guys like Taysom Hill, Chris Olave, Alvin Kamara? Um, but, you know, and if those, and if all that works out, I like, I like how this team is built. And yeah, I wonder if Kubiak also, you know, what is he? How much influence does he have now going into the draft? Saying, okay, here's what I need. Can we draft these positions, or at least aim to get some help in these areas through the draft? And does he want to draft a quarterback to start developing for when Derek Carr is not the starting quarterback for the Saints? Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Jake Hayner is a question, right? Because he's there. They've been developing him for a year now. Do you, you know, I don't think they're going to go quarterback early. I really don't. I don't think they're in position to do that. Um, you know, if they could get one of these top three guys, whether it be Drake, May, Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, that's one thing. I don't think they're going to go Bo Nix, Michael Penix at 14, maybe 45, but that's a good question. And yeah, I think the offensive line or the offensive coordinator has to have some influence and not so much positions, not so much like, oh, we really need, uh, you know, a, a left tackle or whatever. Like, I don't think that's how it works. But you do there's, – there's prototypes that fit certain offensive schemes, and I think the offensive coordinator needs to come in and figure out, okay, do we need a different type of player at certain areas? Do we need to find a blocking wide receiver, right? Like a guy like Juwan Jennings is intriguing, oh, who had a big game for the 49ers yesterday. He's a free agent. Do you look at players like that and bring a guy like that in versus going into the draft? But I don't, it's not so much – Hey, we we you know I'm the offensive coordinator now. We need to go draft a running back. We need to go draft this. Um, that said, he could say, Hey, I really like this guy. I really like this guy, and that could inform some of your positional rankings, some of your big board rankings as you go into to draft season. You brought up running back, and that does seem to be a big question mark for the Saints next year. Is after Alvin Kamara, what do they do at running back? You know, I, I like Kendra Miller. I think Kendra's frustrating because you got the ankle injury, but. You look at some of the games he played in, and, and he flashed several times. You know, the Saints, they had two running back plays of 30-plus yards this past season. Two. Whether it's a catch, whether it's a run, they had two of them. He had both, right? Wow. You go to Week okay. 18, he got into that game. He was playing a little dinged up, but he played through it, that ankle injury. And you know, I think he had the best running back game of any player this season. That includes Alvin Kamara on the Saints. So, I think you do feel encouraged by that. And the question is more so like, I think you have the bodies in the building and I, I'm curious what they do with Jamal and how they work that role. in. he obviously didn't have a great year. He, he had dealt with an injury, that hamstring injury early on. I think that affected him. Um, but you know, it's, it's more so how do you adjust your scheme? You're going to be running more wide zone. I imagine you're not going to be banging his head into the line. I think you're going to operate similarly to how you did with Christian McCaffrey in, in, in San Francisco, right? Like they have a very similar skill set. And so, you know, Christian McCaffrey led the NFL in rushing this year. You know, he, he was number one in rushing before contact. And I'm sure Alvin's sitting there like, man, I wish you could do that for me. 
because that was my biggest issue is you weren't able to get Alvin in space. Alvin was constantly just trying to break tackles in the backfield. And, and a lot of that is, you know, blocking is effective blocking, but a lot of it is also scheme. And, and that's where, you know, if you're the Saints, that's why you're changing things up because I think getting the run game going is just something you were unable to do at all this season. And whether it's, you know, whether you add another piece or whether you change up that rotation some way, the scheme has to, has to work for those backs the way it didn't this year. The Saints pick number 14th in the draft Thursday, April 25th, 2024. You'll hear that live when it happens here on WWL. Before then, we expect to hear that announcement of the new offensive coordinator, see that offensive staff come together, and uh, you sound a little excited about next season for the Saints, even though the odds makers aren't so much. I'm excited about football. I love football, right? <laughs> you know what? I'm always going to be excited about next year. I'm the, I'm the eternal optimist. That's how I operate. And I know it annoys some people on Twitter that I'm not constantly doom and gloom. But, you know, I, I think that th- this team isn't as far off as people would make it out to be. The question is Derek Carr and what is the ceiling with Derek Carr? You know, and, and I think what you saw at the end of the season when he was healthy and you were able to protect him, I think you can win with that player. If you can get that player for an, for an entire season, I think you can win with that player. Um, you know, but it, it's never quite as simple as that. The Saints always have major salary cap questions they have to navigate. I did post on WWL.com like a kind of a roadmap to how they can get clear that $83 million without any cuts. I think it was 12 or 13 restructures, and you were able to avoid restructuring. Oh, is that all? Uh, Ryan Ramchek, <laughs> Alvin Kamara, guys who are aging, and you don't really want to mess with those deals. Um, but no, I, I'm always going to be optimistic. I'm always going to look for the silver lining, even though it's, you know, maybe not the popular take at times. Jeff Nowak, WWL sports reporter, WWL Saints sideline reporter. Thank you so much. Another NFL season in the books, and that means the next one is officially underway, and we're looking forward to that, not only because it gives the Saints a fresh start, but also because the Super Bowl is right here February 9th, 2025, in New Orleans. Several people texting us that they want to see the O-line beefed up to give Derek Carr more protection so he can do his thing, and that offense uh, can operate on all cylinders. We'll look forward to continuing the conversations, Jeff. Thank Thank you so much. Have a great Lundy Gras and a fantastic Mardi Gras, and we'll be listening for you here on WWL. For sure, Dave. Thanks for having me. You can read all of his stuff at WWL.com as well. He's Jeff Nowak. I'm Dave Cohen. Your text, your thoughts on the Oakland Art Jewelers talk and text line coming up at 504-260-1870. We talked a little bit about the Super Bowl, the game itself with Jeff. We're going to talk about that halftime show. What did you think about it? Teapot from our sister station, B97, joins us to share her thoughts after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Watch out. Dave Cohen in for Newell Norman. Glad to be here on this day after the Super Bowl and day before Fat Tuesday. We call it Lundy Gras in New Orleans. Nowhere else do they really call it that. We call her Teapot from our sister station, B97. Hey, Teapot. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I didn't drink during the Super Bowl, so I'm not hungover like the vast majority of America today. How are you feeling? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm actually feeling good. I Everything in moderation, so right. I was good. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> what did you think about the game first? The game was very exciting. I was on the edge of my seat like the whole time. Yeah. Um, at first, I thought the 49ers were going to pull it off, and then, then after that, it you know it just kind of got super exciting. Yeah, you know, I with the uh, Chiefs though, I, you never count them out, and you expect them to come back. Uh, and of course, that's what they did once again. And yeah, second half and overtime, fantastic. First half, I found kind of frustrating with all the fumbles and penalties and yeah. everything else. Was, yeah. The commercials were better during the first half than the game was, and the commercials weren't that great. So there's <laughs> only a few really good commercials this year, which was a little disappointing. I uh, know. I enjoyed the sweet one with Carl Weathers. I thought that uh, one was um, that one was fun. It yeah, was a lot of people since his recent passing were really glad to see that he was honored and, and, and a part of that. Uh, there were a few yeah. other good ones, but by and large, uh, some of them felt like they were just trying way too hard. Yeah, I felt that way too about a lot of them. What did you think about the halftime with Usher and, you know, wow, surprises. I was pleasantly surprised to see Alicia Keys. I didn't expect that. I, I kind of expected little John Ludacris and Will I Am, but Alicia yes. Keys, that was a nice surprise. That one was a surprise. I, I love the halftime show. I thought it was great. I totally expected uh, Lil John and Ludacris to come in, especially at the end. I knew that they were going to do, yeah, at the very end. Um, I was surprised to see Will I Am, but I was surprised that I did not see Justin Bieber. Really? He was at the game? He was at the game, and you know Justin Bieber was uh, his protege. Yeah. So yeah. Usher found sure, Justin Bieber on YouTube and made him a superstar. Yes, and I thought for sure I was going to see him, especially since I saw the photos before that he had arrived there with his pastor and everything. I was like, oh, we're going to get a Justin Bieber performance, and we did, and I was very surprised. Yeah. But the Alicia Keys, that was a really good surprise in the beginning. Yeah, and uh, Jermaine Dupree there also. So it was a uh, a good cast of uh, Who's Who uh, that yeah. Usher brought with him. But I kind of felt like about the halftime the same way I did about the game. I thought that the first half of the performance, he was doing more of his soulful R&B stuff, and it wasn't really a crowd, you know, get the crowd up and, and, and jam and yeah. kind of thing. And I, I kind of felt like it was slow to start. But, the, man, at the end, I wanted more, and then it ended. Well, see, when he first came out, a lot of his songs were slower and more soulful, so I knew that that was going to happen. But I thought it was very exciting with his outfit changes, and then when they did the roller skating, which is huge in Atlanta, so it was nice that they did do that, like to kind of pay tribute to, you know, a big culture in Atlanta. I was kind of like a NASCAR, though, race, 
waiting for Usher to bite the dust. I was like, can he really roller skate this well and sing at the same time? And wow, he really pulled it off. But I was waiting to see if he would, you know, do a face plant off yeah. those roller see, skates. That's a really big thing in Atlanta, the, the roller skating ranks. It's huge. And so I knew that Usher could pull that off because I had seen him before. It's a, it's a huge thing there. So he grew up roller skating. Yeah. All right. Um, Doing tricks. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, the costume changes. Uh, I was surprised. I was like, wait, why are they going so long with turn down for what? And then it turns out that's because he was doing a complete, he had to get the roller skates off and change all of his clothes. My wife commented commented earlier that as he was stripping off layers and layers and got down to nothing but his pants, she's like, oh, well, that's probably to make it easier to do the next costume change. He doesn't have anything on now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it's if you've seen his like just clips of his Vegas residency, you kind of had an idea of what was going to happen. So because he's he's in the middle of that Vegas residency. So a lot of people have been, um, I guess, you know, seeing what he could do, what was possible. And I, I think he didn't disappoint. And he's got new music out, uh, which uh, a lot of people were surprised he released it before the Super Bowl. We thought maybe he'd debut it at the Super Bowl, but he's got some, he's making hits again, Usher is, while doing this residency over there in Vegas. I know, but you know what's really surprising? A lot of people are coming out with new music right now. Even Beyonce, she uh, made the announcement during the Super Bowl. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that after we took a break, but since we we (laughs) went there, yeah, the Beyonce Super Bowl commercial, wow, uh, it was involved and deep, and she was trying to break Verizon after breaking the Internet, and then at the very end, she's, by the way, she's releasing new music. And it's country music? And it's country. You know, she had that one country song, Daddy's Lessons, on a previous album. So she tried then, and so now I think she's just just really full-on going for it. Have you heard any of this new country music yet? Yes, and I love it. All right. But well, I'm also a huge Beyonce fan. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. Uh, and when we come back, uh, during the break, tell Coleman in uh, Master Control which Beyonce song you think best illustrates her country abilities. And maybe he can play it coming back. And then we'll talk a little bit more about that. We'll continue the conversation about Usher. And any questions you have, it's very rare you get to talk to teapot on wwl got any questions for her? text them or call us now at 504-260-1870 on the oakland jewelers talk and text line back after this with beyonce's country music on wwl that's beyonce all right she grew up in houston taylor swift crossover from country to pop dolly parton's trying her hand at rock and roll can beyonce successfully move from pop and r&b and hip-hop into the country world Teapot from our sister station, B97, is with us. Teapot, what you think? Hello. I think that, yes, she can cross over because there have been so many artists who have, like you said, crossed over into pop. So I'm I'm all for it. I love it. Yeah, of course, we, we know that uh, we've seen other artists who are successful uh, go to country, go the other way. Um, Hootie and the Blowfish. Uh, yeah. Lil Nas X, remember he first came out with Old Town Road, yes, and yes. then he went, you know, back to pop. So All I think right. Beyonce's got a good chance of doing this. And a lot of country singers have a very soulful voice, so this it's not like it's going to be that difficult for her, yeah. you know? All right. Well, Darius Rucker did it very successfully. Uh, in fact, yeah. played last year at Endemion, and the uh, crowd loved him. Of course, uh, of course. W- Wagon Wheel is huge country hit. Uh, we'll see. What was that song called that we just played by Beyonce? 
That was Texas Hold'em. Texas Hold'em. All right. And she's got a whole album of country music. Well, it's coming out. I don't know any of the other songs. She released two songs. It was Texas Hold'em and 16 Carriages. That one is a little more slow. So we have a taste of it. It's a good taste. I like it. All right, folks, your thoughts. 504-260-1870. Text us on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. Do you think Beyonce, after announcing in one of her commercials last night for Verizon, is dropping new music that's country music, can be successful? Will the country music uh, audience love what she's doing? We shall see. We mentioned Taylor Swift. My God, uh, was it just me, or were you thinking, get a room uh, in the post game yeah. when she and Travis just would not stop making out on the field? I know. It was ridiculous. And one thing I noticed that one of the other players was hugging his mom on the field after, and they dedicated about five seconds to him hugging his mom and then back to the makeout session. <laughs> I was like, come on. You know, it just kept going and going. And going. It's a little excessive. Um, you know, also, I want to know what red lipstick she has. It did not rub off all over his face. Because, None. Not uh, a bit. Yeah, that was pretty impressive. <laughs> I know. So now I need to know what lipstick she wears because that's important. And if anyone took that bet that if uh, after the game he was going to propose to her on the field, well, he did not, at least not that we know of, not publicly. Uh, no, but- I didn't think he was going to do that. No, I, 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 it would be a little too, I don't I want to say predictable, but, and I got to imagine they've had some conversations as well. And it's kind of still early in their relationship, isn't it? It really is. They just made it public in September, and I think they had only been dating since June, so it hasn't been a year. But also, I think had he have done that, it would have ruined the moment because it would have taken away from the rest of the team because it's not about him, no matter how much everybody else you know, wants it to be about their relationship, but a proposal would have been in bad taste right there, I think. All right. So do you think that they will get engaged before she comes and plays here in October at the Superdome? Oh, God, I, I hope they don't break up or else there's going to be a huge album all about football. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, the whole Travis Kelsey breakup <laughs> album. Uh, yeah. She has a track record of doing that, but maybe they yeah, find, she- maybe they found the right ones finally for each of them. Well, I mean, they found the right commercial couple. Like, they they have a winning formula with that. So if it's all about money and, and how to get more of it, well, then sure. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, and there's no doubt that NFL ratings have gone up since she started attending Travis Kelsey's games that some people watch yes. just to see her. And I know it drives people crazy who are purists and, and big football fans. But I was surprised yeah. to hear that the maximum time – and I, don't, I haven't seen a count yet of how many seconds she was on during the Super Bowl. But in any previous game, the maximum amount of screen time she got during an NFL game was just like 76 seconds. That's the maximum. That's yeah, that was it. Oh, just over a minute. Oh, oh. Seemed, it seemed very long. It seemed like all we did was see her. So it's, it's weird to hear that it was only 76 seconds. Yeah, when you add but, it up. But it was a lot, I guess yeah. it's lots of little flashes of her there in the booth. So. She did get to uh, talk with Roger Goodell right before the game, and I'm pretty sure he was thanking her for all of the new viewers. (laughs) Yes, for making him and the NFL owners even more money. The rich just get richer. Anything else about the the broadcast, the halftime, or the commercials you wanted to comment on? Uh, I, I just thought the entire thing was very exciting, and I really feel like the Saints and also Tom Brady kind of prepared us for what, that would happen at the end with the last second pull off, you know, 
with the way that they won at the mm-hmm. last second. Um, I just thought it was really great. The the commercials they were okay. Any one, you know, any one of them stand out to you besides the Beyonce commercial? I did like the Ben Affleck commercial where J Lo was in it and Matt Damon. I felt like um, they were trying too hard in that one. I I, I like the idea, but it just seemed I don't know overdone. Yeah. And I did love the Beyonce commercials. All right. I liked the couch potatoes. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, yes. and, and the Arnold Schwarzenegger for uh, oh my State gosh. Farm, like okay. a good neighbor. <laughs> yes, that one had me on my feet because I am a huge, huge Terminator Arnold Schwarzenegger fan. So that one, every single time, I actually got up and cheered for those commercials. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Teapot. Uh, you going to be on this afternoon with Speedy? Yes. Yes, I am. Two o'clock? 2 o'clock, 2 to 6 p.m. on B97. All right. We look forward to that. Thank you for joining us here on WWL. Have a happy Lundi Gras and a great Mardi Gras. Thank you. You too. Teapot here on WWL. All right. Coming up next hour, we're going to talk more about Rex, the king of carnival, arriving tonight at Spanish Plaza and the details on how that all works and unfolds and talk about the proclamation he'll deliver, and hopefully we'll have fireworks afterwards. We'll talk with a Rex official coming up next here on WWL, and I welcome more of your thoughts, your texts, your calls on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line at 504-260-1870. I'll share some of those coming up, and we'll get the Mardi Gras Guide. Publisher Arthur Hardy in here in the 12 o'clock hour on this Lundi Gras 2024. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 